Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Cold Fusion podcast, where I talk all things science, technology, business, or history. As everyone knows, from the perspective of humans, time only moves in one direction, and it's incredibly hard to predict the future. But over the years, there's been a select few who have managed to do this, and some managed to predict up to 100 years in the future with chilling accuracy. I wanted to do something fun for today's episode, so today we'll take a look at some of these fascinating cases. Our first visionary needs no introduction. It's Nikola Tesla, a Serbian-American inventor, electrical engineer, mechanical engineer, and futurist, was instrumental in the development of AC power, motors, wireless communication, and too much to mention without bogging down this video. He stated the following. As early as 1898, I proposed to representatives of a large manufacturing concern the construction and public exhibition of an automobile carriage which, left to itself, would perform a great variety of operations involving something akin to judgment. This description does sound something like a self-driving car. When they're navigating a road, they do have to make split-second decisions on how to proceed, which very well could be likened to a form of judgment. In 1926, Tesla also described wireless devices that would incorporate video and telephone technology and work over a network very much like the internet. Quote, When wireless is perfectly applied to the whole earth, we shall be able to communicate with one another instantly, irrespective of distance. Not only this, but through television and telephony, we shall see and hear one another as perfectly as though we were face to face, despite distances of thousands of miles. And the instruments through which we shall be able to do this will be amazingly simple compared to our present telephone. A man will be able to carry one in his vest pocket. End quote. This sounds a lot like video calling and smartphone communication. Of course, a hundred years ago, simple long distance calling didn't even exist. Tesla, once again, proved to be far ahead of his time. But he wasn't the only one. A lesser known man by the name of John Watkins also made some startling predictions. In 1900, civil engineer John Watkins wrote a piece titled, What May Happen in the Next Hundred Years? Within the article, Watkins made lots of predictions for the next century, and some ended up being amazingly accurate. Man will see around the world. Persons and things of all kinds will be brought within focus of cameras, connected electrically with screens at opposite ends of the circuits, thousands of miles at a span. This really could be likened to the internet and video sharing. Ready-cooked meals will be bought from an establishment similar to our bakeries today. In 1900, bakeries and butchers were some of the most common ways to get your food. There was no such thing as keeping it for a long time. Freeze-dried and packaged foods didn't exist, and neither did electric refrigerators. And one last one. Wireless telephone and telegraph circuits will span the world. A husband in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean will be able to converse with his wife sitting in her bedroom in Chicago. We will be able to telephone to China quite as readily as we can now talk from New York to Brooklyn. So surprisingly, Watkins had the same thinking as Tesla here. Unfortunately, he would die in 1903 before he saw a single one of his visions come to fruition. Unlike any of the other people in this episode, the next visionary actually inspired true inventions that affected all of our lives. 
American inventor and engineer, Vannevar Bush, designed influential analog computers during the 1920s and 30s. In 1922, he was one of the founders of the Raytheon Company. By the early 1940s, he was the most influential scientist in America, directing thousands of researchers and military generals, only answering to the president himself. He was even in charge of the atomic bomb. After the war, he wanted to turn all of the scientific efforts from destruction to peace. In this, he could foresee academic knowledge being lost as time went on. With 1940s technology, there was simply no way to collect, organize, and access it all. His solution was nothing short of prophetic. In a 1945 article entitled, As We May Think, published in the Atlantic Monthly, Bush proposed a device that he called a Memex. Memex being short for memory extension. This device could store and connect information and thus work as an artificial aid to memory. He came to the conclusion that current systems of organizing information by alphabetical order would be inadequate. A new system was needed, a system that was more flexible and should also work like the human brain. It would be a loose web of information connected by links between them. Quote, Wholly new forms of encyclopedias will appear, ready-made with a mesh of associative trails running through them, ready to be dropped into the memex and there amplified. Bush went on to describe the ability to retrieve several articles or pictures on a screen. He believed that people would create links between related articles, each user saving it for others to experience. In other words, people would create what we'd call websites today, where you can click on links and it takes you from one page to another. The Memex machine itself is what we'd call a desktop computer. There was much more in these writings, but I'm wary of this video's length, so I'll leave you with the sheer impact and the influence of Bush's writings. These writings directly inspired some of the co-creators of the internet in the 1960s, it also inspired the mouse, the Xerox Auto desktop computer in the 70s that inspired Steve Jobs. It also inspired the graphical user interface, and not to mention hyperlinks, the very backbone of the web. It truly had all the core ideas of the modern information age, all the way back in 1945. If there was a visionary to fame ratio, Bush's would be sky high. He was one of the most influential people ever to have lived but hardly anyone knows his name. Of course, apart from those who have read my book, New Thinking, shameless plug, in which his contributions and threads of influence throughout history and all of our lives was heavily focused on. In the art of predicting the future, there were also some companies that tried their hand. Philco was an early pioneer in electronics and were known for their radios. In 1967, for their 75th anniversary, they produced a short film speculating on life in the distant future. The film's title, The Year 1999 AD. Fingertip shopping will be one of the many homemakers' conveniences. This video console will be channeled into the store of her choice. There, a camera will scan a display of wares, which she will select by push button. Another part of this console is a household monitor screen, which maintains a watch on critical areas in the house, swimming pool, or yard. What the wife selects on her console 
will be paid for by the husband at his counterpart console. All bills and transactions will be carried out electronically. Oh, how about some golf at Pebble Beach Saturday afternoon? Great. Anything to get out of here. All right, hold on a minute. I don't know. The coast looks a little doubtful. There's a low moving in. Let me check Mexico City. It's interesting to see the 1960s conceptions of online shopping and paying bills, electronic funds and transfers, and even communication between individuals anywhere in the world. And there's even some smart home elements in there too. Our next prediction has a strange twist. The only thing we can be sure of about the future is that it will be absolutely fantastic. So, if what I say now seems to you to be very reasonable, then I'll fail completely. Only if what I tell you appears absolutely unbelievable have we any chance of visualizing the future as it really will happen. Famed science fiction author Arthur C. Clarke teamed up with Stanley Kubrick to make the film adaptation of the novel 2001 A Space Odyssey. In the 1968 film, two astronauts can be seen reading a newspaper on something that looks a little something like an iPad. The description of the device is especially amusing. Quote, When he had tired of official reports, he would plug his newspad into the ship's information circuit and scan the latest reports from Earth. One by one, he would conjure up the world's major electronic papers, which he could read with comfort. When he finished, he could flash back to the complete page and select a new subject for detailed examination. One could spend an entire lifetime doing nothing but absorbing the ever-changing flow of information from the new satellites. It kind of sounds like someone reading Twitter on an iPad. Now here's the twist. This description was so astonishingly accurate that Samsung used it to legally defend its Galaxy tablet when Apple sued for patent infringement. I just want to take a second to shout out the Cold Fusion merch store. We've got phone cases, water bottles, t-shirts, hoodies, and more. And you can find all of that on store.coldfusioncollective.com. That's store.coldfusioncollective.com. If you want to get something cool for yourself and support the channel, it's all there. Okay, so now back to the podcast. Isaac Asimov was one of the world's most prolific science fiction writers, having written or edited 500 books over his four-decade career. The Russian-born writer was famous for books such as iRobot. Naturally, his work contained many predictions about the future of science and technology. After visiting the World's Fair in 1964, he predicted the rise of cars with robot brains. Quote, Much effort will be put into designing vehicles with robot brains vehicles that can be set for particular destinations and that will then proceed there without any interference by the slow reflexes of the human driver. More than 50 years later, companies like Waymo, Tesla and others are testing self-driving cars. Some of his other predictions from 1983 include, quote, a mobile computerized object that will penetrate the home and the increasing complexity of society will make it impossible to live without this technology, end quote. And I think that last point is especially insightful. Many people today think that society is indeed too complex to get by without it. He goes on to predict that computers will disrupt work habits and replace old jobs with ones that are radically different. This happened heavily from the 1980s into the end of the 20th century. During a 1988 interview, Isaac envisions the education of the future. 
He states that through computers, we'd have access to connected libraries, which would act as a teacher in the form of access to the gathered knowledge of the human species. Once we have outlets, computer outlets in every home, each of them hooked up to enormous libraries where anyone can ask any question and be given answers, be given reference material, be something you're interested in knowing. From an early age, however silly it might seem to someone else, that's what you're interested in. And you ask, and you can find out, and you can follow it up. And you can do it in your own home, in your, at your own speed, in your own direction, in your own time. Then everyone will enjoy learning. Still, Asimov was wrong, or at least slightly wrong, on one thing though. He predicted that technology would revolutionize education. And this is arguably correct, but he did go on to say that traditional schooling would become outdated as kids would be able to learn everything they needed to know from computers at home. That might be technically possible, but it also assumes that kids wouldn't spend all of their time using this technology to watch pointless videos or play Fortnite. Up next, we have a company that predicted their own future. In 1987, Apple made a promotional video entitled Knowledge Navigator, and it looked to the future. Let's take a look. Day party next Sunday. Today, you have a faculty lunch at 12 o'clock. You need to take Kathy to the airport by 2. You have a lecture at 4.15 on deforestation in the Amazon rainforest. Right. Excuse me, Jill Gilbert is calling back. Great, put her through. Hi, Mike, what's up? Aha. Is this one of your typical last-minute panics for lecture material? No, 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 that's not until, um... 4.15. The tablet device that it's talking to could be seen as an early imagination of an iPad. The interaction itself with the talking head is like Siri or Google Assistant. The command, show me my appointments, would do mostly the same thing. Show me my appointments. You have 18 upcoming appointments. Here are the first three. All day Monday, Adelaide, come. During his work, the professor takes a video call from a colleague. It appears in a separate window on the device. This could be Skype in a nutshell. Okay, so we have one more predictor of the future before we finish off. Raymond Kurzweil's life and career is pretty amazing. So if you want to see a full episode on him, let me know in the comments section below. In 1963, at age 15, he wrote his first computer program. It was pattern recognition software that analyzed the works of classical composers and then synthesized its own songs in a similar style. Admirable even today, but absolutely unheard of in the 1960s. His inventions are numerous. Text reading software, speech recognition devices, and five of his novels have been bestsellers. Just imagine if you were not here. How will I know what it says? I'd be lost. But because of the technology, because of the interfacing of speech synthesizers with these instruments, I can push the button, know what it's saying by listening to it say. Hit record button to start and stop record. Sequencer activated. Record new sequence. He's currently the director of engineering at Google. In all of this, he's made dozens of predictions over the decades with a pretty good track record. In the 80s, Kurzweil extrapolated improvements of computer software performance to predict that computers would beat a human chess player by the year 2000. 
1997, chess world champion Garry Kasparov was defeated by IBM's Deep Blue Computer in a well-publicized chess match. During the late 80s, he predicted that the wireless internet would become practical for mainstream use in the early 21st century. In one of his books in 1999, he predicted e-books, face recognition software, and nanotechnology. And these are just a handful of examples. An evaluation in 2012 determined that Kurzweil's predictions have been correct an astonishing 86% of the time. Interestingly, in 2008, he told an expert engineering panel that solar power will scale up to produce all of the Earth's energy's needs in 20 years. According to him, we only need to capture one ten-thousandth the energy from the sun that reaches the Earth's surface, and that apparently should supply all of our needs. We'll be waiting for this one. He did get some things wrong though. Ray Kurzweil thought that the economy would continue to boom from the 1998.com frenzy all the way through to 2009. He didn't see the dot-com crash coming, evidently. He also stated that by 2009, the majority of text would be created using continuous speech recognition. This is clearly not the case. But hey, an 86% success rate isn't too bad. So with that, it brings us to the end of the visionaries who correctly saw the future. It seems that to some of the greatest minds, there were some common threads, self-driving cars, an all-in-one pocketable communication device, and worldwide instant communication. It's almost like these things are inevitable. It's very interesting to think about. I'm sure a few of you out there would be thinking, so what? All of these predictions were easy. Well, in hindsight, definitely, but not so fast. In 1899, Charles Duell, the commissioner of the United States Patent Office, famously said, everything that can be invented has been invented. So it really takes some insight to get this right. So who was your favorite predictor of the future? Nikola Tesla predicting smartphones, John Watkins predicting modern life, Vannevar Bush conceptualizing the web and most of our modern life in 1945, the Philco Company predicting online shopping in 1967, 2001, A Space Odyssey, predicting iPads in 1968. Isaac Asimov, predicting computerization and robotics. Or Ray Kurzweil's many predictions during his life. Let me know in the comments section below. It's just amazing what the human mind can envision when imagination is combined with wisdom. Alright, so that's about it from me. If you do want to check out some merch, you can visit store.coldfusioncollective.com. And while you're at it, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook with the handle at Cold Fusion TV. To watch the full video, you can visit my YouTube channel, Cold Fusion. Alright, so my name is Dagogo, and you've been watching Cold Fusion, and I'll catch you again soon for the next episode. Cheers guys, and thanks for listening.